Hi everyone, welcome back to another exclusive podcast from INFX where we're dedicated to bringing you the absolute best education to help you take your trading to the next level. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about the impact of central bank policies on trading. Now, before we get to the policies, how the policies could impact trading, let's figure out who are the key central banks and what is their purpose and function. Right. Okay. So for the key central banks, I guess many of you would be familiar with the Federal Reserve from uh, the United States of America, the European Central Bank from the Eurozone, Bank of Japan from Japan, of course, and then of course we'll have Bank of England, Bank of Canada, the Swiss National Bank, Reserve Bank of Australia, as well as the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. So in general, these are the key central banks. And the biggest ones are the ones that could usually have a big impact across all the currencies uh, pairs would be the Federal Reserve, otherwise known as the Fed, the European Central Bank, uh, otherwise known as the ECB, and the Bank of Japan, also known as BOJ. Right, so now we know who the key central banks are on a global scale, but what is their purpose and function? Right. Basically, they are just an integral integral part of the financial and economic system and they usually are a government body that functions to carry out actions such as operating the monetary policy as well as ensuring the stability of the financial system. Right. In general, central b- banks have very blunt tools. They can either raise or cut interest rates or they can perform a uh, quantitative easing, otherwise known as QE, or quantitative tightening, otherwise known as QT. Right, so what is the difference between QE and QT, and also how does it differ from interest rates? Well, let's just start with interest rates. Basically, central banks can raise or cut interest rates to sort of uh, throttle the economy, right? So if the economy is looking sluggish, and it needs a little bit of boost, they will cut interest rates to help stimulate uh, lending activity. Now, if the economy is overheating and they want to slow things down, that's when um, the central bank would try and raise interest rates. Now, in addition to that, there was also a phase called quantitative easing and also quantitative tightening. Well, in quantitative easing, That means central banks are buying bonds in the open market to provide liquidity to the larger financial system. So in this case, it was the Federal Reserve going into the open market and buying bonds from the US Treasury directly to to provide additional liquidity to the larger financial system in the US and also to the global financial system. So in addition to lowering interest rates to very low levels, uh, they also carried out QE operations. Now, QT is simply the reversal of QE, whereby central banks let the bonds they had purchased earlier to either mature uh, naturally or they would sell it in the open market before those bonds actually mature. Right. So when this happens, they are removing liquidity from the market. So if you have a scenario where they are raising interest rates aggressively and then they are also embarking on a QT program, that means that they are seriously... Uh, removing liquidity from the financial system right so that's something to take note of in the difference between uh, interest rates and quantitative easing and quantitative tightening right as i said earlier 
uh, central banks are very blunt tools and usually they resort to these two actions. Right. Okay, now with every central bank meeting, it depends on which central bank you follow. Uh, there could be monetary policy meetings uh, eight times a year, ten, 10 times a year. So you have to go to the respective central bank website and look for their calendar. So if you go, if you just type, for example, we'll just stick to the example of the Federal Reserve. If you type FOMC calendar 2023, the first result on Google will usually take you to the website that lists the entire calendar for that particular year. So then we know exactly when the Federal Reserve is going to announce their monetary policy statement as well as their press conference as well. Right. So why is the press conference important as well? So not only uh, when it comes to the Federal Reserve, there are two aspects of the FOMC meeting. So you have the press release uh, that indicates whether the Federal Reserve has increased or decreased rates. And it also gives you an insight into the, the discussions that took place during the meeting. And then following that, you have uh, the chairman, which is in this uh, present time, is Chairman Jerome Powell, who will talk to the media uh, with regards to the current monetary policy decision as well as the outlook for future monetary policy actions. Now, the pr press conference is equally or in some cases more important than the actual statement itself. So, do take note of that. So, when it comes to the Federal Reserve and any other central bank, do take note of the uh, press release for the monetary policy statement as well as any uh, press conference that may take place after that press release is dropped. Now, along the way, uh, we don't have to wait for uh, that particular FOMC meeting to begin trading because there's a lot of action that can be already be priced in prior to uh, that meeting taking place. Right. You can also have comments and interviews by key board members throughout the year that can also impact currency markets. Right. It is important to look out for such key interviews or panel discussions by such members. And this can be done by going to Forex Factory and uh, searching on their economic calendar. For those who are f familiar with Forex Factory, uh, you, I think you should have no problem looking for such uh, economic events. But for those who may not be so familiar with it, do not worry. Uh, just go on the Forex Factory and search for the economic calendar and you should be able to uh, navigate it through it quite easily to determine which are the key events. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we don't have to wait for the interest rate announcements to take a trade as sometimes a lot of the movement is already priced in prior to the meeting. Economic data such as inflation and employment are already providing the relevant catalyst for price action even before the interest rate decision takes place. So do take note of that. So in the current climate or the current scenario, uh, when we see falling CPI data, falling PPI data in the US and we see employment numbers perhaps starting to slow, this is already an indication that the inflation has been sort of tamed in the US and the labor market is starting to weaken all of which should be pointing towards a weakening of the US dollar, right? So if such a scenario starts to play out and is reflected in uh, data such as inflation and employment, 
this would generally translate into a weaker US dollar as well. So the dollar could already start to begin to weaken even before the next interest rate uh, announcement takes place where Chairman Jerome Powell may come out and say, oh, we're going to start cutting interest rates because labor market is weak and so on and so forth. Do take note, we don't have to wait for the interest rate uh, meeting to take place before putting on a trade. There are a lot of uh, other factors that we can follow, uh, which would be comments and interviews by key board members throughout the year, as well as economic data, key economic data such as inflation and em employment. All right. So anyways, that's it from me for today on today's podcast on impact of central bank policies on trading. Do remember to subscribe to our podcast here at INFX as we are dedicated to bringing you the very best education to take your trading to the next level. Until then, stay safe and trade safe. Thank you.